What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, what I got is Cuban-American icon Celia Cruz is appearing on New Quarters for 2024, the U.S. Mint announced last week. The singer will be the first Afro-Caribbean woman to appear on the U.S. Quarter. Over the course of her decades-long career, Cruz earned 23 gold records, three Grammy Awards, four Latin Grammy Awards, and the President's National Medal of Arts. The U.S. Mint is honoring Cruz through the American Women Quarters Program, which features coins with designs created to honor the legacy and diverse accomplishments of American women throughout history. So that's what you need to know. That is kind of cool. She was basically the soundtrack of my uh, upbringing uh, because she's one of the most uh, important and famous uh, female vocalists in Spanish music and particularly in salsa. Uh, So... Yeah, I mean, like I, I, my entire life was listening to this music growing up as a kid. So, I, I, and this I, is just like the, this is the ballad stuff. Like, yeah, I can pull it, up the other stuff. Now here we go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is uh, like, I got all my hand in here. I will survive. See, I will survive. That's cool. Yeah, and this she did this when she was old already. But uh, if you find like, uh, you know, there's a lot of other music you could find from her that is like iconic stuff. So particularly in salsa. So, hey, but that's kind of cool. I, w- I would have never guessed that that yeah, they were making a quarter with her. I have a question though. Um, are there other? They said that there's going to be other women on quarters also. Yes, that's correct. Would you like there, to now this is the song right here. Yes, I know, but we don't yeah. have it in the system. I had to wait for YouTube to do its thing. You, you know? had to find it on YouTube or something? Yeah, we had to yeah wait this the is the song. Like, if every person who is Hispanic at some point or another has heard this song somewhere. I'm just happy they finally really did it because I remember I did the way you need to know way back when they were thinking about doing it. And it's like, wow, right. it's actually happening. That's dope. Yeah. Who, are, who are some of the other yeah. women that will be on quarters? Well, some of the other women that will be on quarters, if you let me look it up really quick here. You knew I was going to ask the final. By the way, uh, you know, Cappy, just so you know for trivia for next time, Celia yeah. Cruz is the queen of salsa. Okay, Celia Cruz. You know Cruz. how Madonna's like the queen of pop? Yeah. She's the queen of s- the queen of salsa. Yes, Afro Latina. Yeah, queen. Okay. Um, I think it's super cool. I, you know, the only sad kind of part of all of this is how many of us use quarters nowadays, right? I want I it. I believe, like, uh, Matt, yeah, but uh, I think people will want the quarters, right? Like, people exactly. still collect coins. Isn't yeah, Maya Angelou going to be one of them? Yeah, Maya Angelou, Sally Ride, who was the first woman in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these other ones. I just want to leave it here. Anna Mae Wong, Bessie Coleman, Eleanor Roosevelt. I'll mm. send you the whole list, Kathy. Well, it's funny because I don't really ever have change. Um, but the other day, for whatever reason, I found like a bunch of quarters here in my house. Do you guys all have like change jars or like I a, do. Yeah. That's like all filled up with change. Like, do you still have that? Uh, I, I still have. We still have one. Yeah. Somewhere around the house. Yeah. Yeah, and um, a lot of pennies, though. To be honest, what do you what do you do with change nowadays? It's collecting dust, bro. I know. So one time, I mean, time, you can take it to the bank. Well, at one time, I took it to the grocery store. I had like like five giant jars of change, Mm-mm-mm. and I took it to the grocery store thinking I had like a couple grand in change. 
I poured it into oh, that no. machine. Dude, I had like $13. Were they all like yeah, pennies and stuff? I had pennies, nickels, whatever. It didn't matter. I mean, I thought I had like a lot of money. Really? I'm like, oh, dude, I, I got a lot of money and change. I went to the store. I was like, wait, 15 bucks? That's it? Well, here's the thing. I remember when I did it, right? It was a while ago, but I had a lot of quarters. So I ended up getting like $200 and it, it was like, um, like smaller jars. But those machines, like Coinstar, I think it's one, right? The green machines at the supermarkets, yeah. they take a very big little chunk of what you're... I thought so they just go like, to the bank. Yeah. I thought they yeah. took like 10%. Oh, the reason I didn't go to the bank, George, is because I thought at the bank you had to like have the change rolled up in like those old in school the paper thingies. Yeah, but and some I, banks now have the stuff where they do that for you. you know? Oh, really? God, yeah. when I was a kid, they my mom... They sell those little uh, change roller machines on Amazon for like five bucks. Yeah, but you see, when I was a kid, yeah. my mom would sit at the kitchen table and she would literally roll quarters into those little paper things and then nickels and dimes and pennies because like my dad would work and then he would come home and he'd have all this change on him. Um, or my mom, and you know, they had a gas station at one point. And so, uh, you know, people paid cash back then. And it was just not uncommon to have people using change. And we would roll it at the mm. uh, the kitchen table. So yeah, you know, that's how I Laura, that's how I envision. Hit me up with Laura. Hit me up with some more NFL music. I have uh, I have another Super Bowl question to discuss with Cappy here. I want I want some more NFL music. We've been very music centric today on the show in one way, shape, or form as we've been talking today here for the last two hours and change. But uh, I need some NFL stuff because I have something for you, Cappy. Okay, hit me. So Patrick Mahomes just this week. Mm-hmm. Won his second career NFL MVP. That's right. Last the last the nine. Yes. The last nine mm-hmm. regular season MVPs mm-hmm. have lost in the Super Bowl. That's right. Do you believe in these types of trends when it comes to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. 100%. If you go all the way really? back. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And by the way, uh, George, of the last nine MVPs, who got to the Super Bowl and lost, eight of the nine of them are quarterbacks. The only non-quarterback in that group was Sean Alexander, the running back from the Seattle Seahawks. Um, When the Seahawks got beat by the Steelers, I want to say the Super Bowl was in Detroit that year. Right, controversial fashion, yes. Yes, Um, so you had Kurt Warner back in 2001. I'm trying to remember, who did the Rams play in? Or was that the Arizona Cardinals that he played for? When they lost that Super Bowl, because he won the Super Bowl with the Rams, yeah. so he lost with the Cardinals. Rich Gannon, well, and the Patriots, he lost as the Patriots. He won, yeah, the Patriots. He lost two. He the losses Patriots. against the Patriots. Okay, in, yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. 2002, Rich Gannon was the quarterback of the Raiders, and John Gruden had left the Raiders and had gone to the Buccaneers, and uh, Rich Gannon lost that game as the Raiders quarterback. I don't remember who Tom Brady lost to in 07. Do you recall? I'm. I, mean, I don't really remember. I don't remember either. Peyton Manning lost one time as a a Colt, and then Peyton Manning was an MVP and lost a second time as a Bronco. Yeah. When the Broncos, yeah. I think the Broncos, that was the year that Russell Wilson and the yeah. Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Then yeah. Cam Newton was an MVP, and he... Yeah, he, he lost yeah. it. Remember that game? Kurt Warner's he, the last one to do it, but it was the '99 season. Which and that was the that was the Atlanta Super Bowl when um when the Rams. Yeah, that beat, was Demarco's team. Yeah, that was the Rams beat the Titans in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Demarco's team against Steve McNair. Yeah, yeah, Cam Newton, the a Super Bowl Fifty in Santa Clara 
against Peyton Manning and the Broncos in a game where Cam and, and, Newton, and, and, he, he didn't and jump this on, is a, why on a fumbled I, ball. Right, and this is why I don't necessarily buy into it because before that, when yeah. Warner did it, yeah. the year before, Terrell Davis did it, then Brett Favre had done it two years prior to that, Steve oh, Young okay. did it two years prior to that, Emmett Smith did it the year before that. Like There were a lot of guys who did it before that. Yeah. I just think that stuff is correlation, not causation. Like That's not the reason. <laughs> like yeah. I just don't buy into those curses. That's like saying... Oh, well, the team with red uniforms has lost the Super Bowl, you know, uh, 13 times and it was only one one like and the Chiefs have a red uniform. So they're going to lose. Like, I, I don't think that has one thing to do with the other. You know? But you have to understand where I'm coming from here on this one, George. Um, I want Philadelphia to win this game. So when you ask me, right. do I buy into these sorts of, um, you know, so you're con- basically using confirmation bias. Yeah, correct. I'm saying, look, in all these guys, Tom Brady twice. Peyton Manning twice, Rich Gannon, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Kurt Warren, all these MVPs who go to the Super Bowl and lose, it's kind of like a guy who wins the Heisman Trophy and then goes to play in the national championship and loses. I'm rooting for Philadelphia, so I'm buying into this story that You're looking for anything to search for that would validate that, yes. Correct. That's exactly right. You understand, George. You get it. Good man. Very good. I mean, I I don't, but I do. You know what I mean? Well, you may not... Can, you yeah. may not agree with it, but at least you're getting where Correct. I'm coming from. You're you're picking up. Oh no, I'm I know. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I smell what you're cooking. Thank you. How's the smell? So, not so great. No. Not to me, at least. Don't love what I'm cooking, huh? No. You know, I'm going to one of those places tonight. Those uh, hibachi places. Oh, don't tell me where the chef I was is just going to. I knew it. Yeah, and then when you leave, you you smell like the place. Yeah, you like, know. Yeah, yeah. Is he gonna make the heart for you with the rice? Make it beat. Um, like maybe, this? maybe. But I definitely think he'll chop up the shrimp and he'll throw one over to me, and I'll catch it. You know, like a oh, seal in your mouth. Yeah, for sure. No 100%. way. Yeah. Can you please have Rachel video that? We sure. Need to see video. Please. Yeah. I want to oh, see yeah. how many times it misses before you. you uh... <laughs> oh no no no! I think I'm a, I think I'm gonna be a hundred percent. Okay, and it's not because I'm Wrong. I've got I'm a great catcher of things with my mouth. It's just I think that the <laughs> chef is a really good thrower of things with shrimp on okay. his spatula. Okay, good, good, good. All right. Well, well that's smelling case, like man. that whole place tonight. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Cappy will be doing hibachi coming up next. Cappy. Yeah. You and I. Tell me. You know, I don't know if you realize this, but the Lakers added D'Angelo Russell. He's like pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah. And I want to I want to get into how D'Angelo Russell's success or failure could really swing the Lakers' season, in my estimation. So let's touch on that in a second. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. My body and you think I'm sexy. Come on, baby, hurt me now. Very first record right here. You know, it's funny that you say that because when I was a, the, one of my youngest memories, okay, as a child was my siblings playing this, this record. Seriously. Yeah, I remember uh, my dad, we were in a shopping mall. This is probably in the late 70s. And I'm like, Dad, come on, I got to get this. And I got the 33. Or was it the 45? Which was the small one? This is always 33. the thing with you. I think the Wait. no forty five. You're talking about the beats per minute as the thirty three versus forty five. No, forty five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the little the little record that needed the the little plastic thing in the middle. Yeah. You know. Yeah. This was my yeah, very first record. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My body I and you think, you think I'm sexy? Come, come on, baby, on. let me know. Uh, 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 uh yeah. Uh. There you go. It's fading. There you go. So, Cappy Cap. Yes, sir. D'Angelo Russell is yeah, back. Tell me, tell me what the deal is with this guy. Has he grown up um, yet? I mean, I think so. I, look, he's not a perfect player. But because he's going, he's clearly the third best player on this team. It's yeah. not even debatable in my estimation. That this, he will swing the Lakers' fortunes, in my opinion. His play, for better or worse, will probably swing the Lakers' fortunes. Now, I think the biggest factor, obviously, as we've discussed I mean, basically for years now is Anthony Davis's health. But if Anthony Davis can play at Anthony Davis levels, which we presume, right? You know, 25 points-ish a game. Well, we do have then, somebody in the circle of trust that is doing a daily Anthony Davis health meter. I think mm-hmm. he's on seven straight games without getting hurt since he's mm-hmm. back. So that's, that's, that's quality information, by the way. Mm-hmm. Whoever's the person that puts that out there. But D'Angelo can swing this, this season for them in a lot of ways. Because if he plays well, and he's playing for a contract, okay? So there's that part of the equation. Now, that can work for or against you. I would assume for in this case when you're playing with someone like LeBron who can get you the ball in places that makes it easy for you to score. But, and LeBron has gotten a lot of guys paid over the years. So if I'm D'Angelo Russell, whether it's to get paid here or get paid elsewhere, I want to be on my best behavior in regards to the style of play and just take full advantage of playing off those guys. Like those guys should allow him to work as freely maybe as he's ever worked before. And I know people say, well, he played for the Warriors. Yeah, but he played for the Warriors at a time when there were all sorts of injuries and it was not the same team that we see now or that we even saw last year because even this team has had some injuries. But I do think D'Angelo, while he's not the perfect player to play with LeBron at that position because I don't think he plays enough defense he's good enough he's offensively he's got the entire skill set and more actually than you would want because when he's not on when LeBron's not on the floor I feel like D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Davis in the pick and roll is going to be devastating but Cappy again that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy who I don't believe has won a playoff series so well let me ask you this Remember the beginning of the year when LeBron told us, and I mean this is game one, okay? No lasers. No lasers. Now, D'Angelo Russell this year, and it's look, we're not all the way through the season. We're we're 50 games into the season or something like that. His three-point field goal percentage currently sits at 39%. 
for his career, his best year ever, was about this same number. Um, just, uh, just a couple of tenths of a point lower. But he's a guy that, generally speaking for his career, George, is about a 36 37% three-point shooter. Is he a laser? Because that's what I've been hearing all year long is this team needs shooters. Okay, fine. Is he the shooter that the Lakers needed? Yes. At that position, he is. Him and Malik Beasley both can shoot the ball very well. I think I saw a stat today on ESPN that Malik Beasley maybe has the third most three-point makes, so the third most shots made in the NBA. I want to say behind Buddy Heald, and I'm trying to remember who else, but I think he was ahead of Steph Curry for most three-pointers made. Well, Steph, because Steph hasn't, has missed a lot of games yet. But I don't know if it, if it was just this season or if it was over a period of time. I mean, it was like it's something that flashed up on the screen. But I was like, wait a second. Okay, now that now that's interesting. Um, you're telling me that the, yeah. that the the Lakers have now added two guys that both can shoot uh, Malik threes. Beasley is seventh, this, is seventh this season in three-pointers made. Okay. And who's number one overall? Since you're Buddy probably Hill. looking. Okay. And and so I mean listen, that's that's pretty good. You know, I mean if LeBron's point was we don't have anybody that we can count on to hit from yeah. long range, it sounds right. like, based on reputation and statistical history, that they just got two guys that can fill it up from three. Yeah. Right. Beasley's seventh with 169. Nice. And D'Angelo Russell, uh twelfth with 148 total threes this year. Also nice. All right, well, so. I mean, on paper, this team has gotten better. Now, do these two players in particular get integrated into the Lakers tomorrow night at Golden State? Yes, I would presume so. Yeah. What else would you be waiting for? No, no. You, listen, last night, just as an example, and I don't know if anybody was like, I don't know that anybody would be upset that the Lakers lost last night. I mean, you're talking about Giannis and Milwaukee and a really good team and there's no LeBron. And I, what did they dress last night? Like eight dudes, something like that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so last night, while credit to the Lakers for hanging tough, um, you know, it, Milwaukee pulled away late, and I don't think anybody's going to criticize the Lakers for losing that game last night when you have no LeBron on a night where Giannis is scoring what 36 points or something. So, yeah, I'm curious. Not. I'm curious to see what D'Angelo Russell is because I think everybody realizes who he was when he was a little kid and he was drafted by the Lakers and he did little kid things and, you know, magic shipped him out. And now all these years later, he gets to come home. I mean, George, this is an opportunity of a career to come back to L.A. where it all started, to play with LeBron and A.D., to know that your skill set is needed and an opportunity to play, as you're pointing out, for a better contract, be it with the Lakers or elsewhere, D'Angelo Russell, my man, you got the opportunity right now, dog. <laughs> you hear the way I put in my man and dog? Pretty good, huh? <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I left. And you didn't even make a comment when I said earlier that he can fill it up. I mean, I'm really using some strong basketball terminology here today. Yeah, it's almost like you could be on the podcast. I don't know if you're gonna. Don't get crazy, okay? Don't get crazy. I and, yeah, and Laura, no, just so you know. I don't even know if I'd accept the invitation to be on the podcast, frankly. Wow. How about that? I mean, it's not really come, it hasn't come yet, so there's that. Right, but when you invite Reverse me to come psychology. on the podcast, when you're desperate... I mean, you're when? Like, 
It's never going to happen. Well, you say that, but when George is desperate one day... I haven't even put Trudell on yet. Like when Brian Windhorst cancels on him last second. That's Lewa. And he's like, Cap, I need you to come on the podcast. I need you to fill Oh my God, time. you just reminded me of... You know, someone... Can, someone. So it's really funny. Yesterday, I was leaving the arena around halftime. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to uh, to Craig, uh, the, uh, the the CEO and owner of the, the station and the company mm-hmm. uh, that owns the station, Good Karma Brands. And I was walking out and then I ran into my guy, our guy, Bernardo Osuna, who works at ESPN, our boxing guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was at the game and we were chit-chatting. And then I was leaving and a guy says to me, stops me, he goes, hey, man, I, I, he goes, Sliwa, I listen to your post game every night. He called you Sliwa? And I, and I was, yeah, I, but I was already like, he like kind of stopped me for a second, but I was, I was like trying to get out of there because the game was about to tip uh, again for the, like the third quarter. So I looked back and I was walking away from like a distance and said, I'm not Sliwa, I'm Sedano, but I'll tell him and thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we were walking out of a Laker game a couple of weeks ago, you and me. You got hair. And we uh, we were walking across the street, so we leave the uh, we leave yeah. Crypto. And we're about to cross the street to get over to LA Live, and there's a bunch of like what what appear to be like homeless gentlemen, and they're sitting there kind of on the step. And these guys starts yelling at us, yo, Sedano and Cap, what's up? I love you guys. And the funniest part of it was, like, this guy's probably never listened at all, but he, he, he's he sitting there. He sees on the billboard. Yeah. And he sees the billboard, right? So here we come walking, and he's telling us, what's up, Sedano and Cap? I'm like, how's this guy know who the hell we are? And it's just because that billboard, he's sitting there looking at it all freaking day long. So much love to you, sir. Hope everything's good. Uh, yeah, for sure. No doubt. And Officer Rico, who we met the other day at the, uh, at oh, the arena. Dude. Officer Rico. What a man. What a guy. I'm telling you right I now. I ran into him again uh, the last two nights. I've seen him again. All right. He's a good man, every Officer night. Rico. Yeah. He really is. Uh, and he's Oh, and there was a guy, a paramedic, who was in the elevator with uh, Bergman yesterday. He's like, where's Cappy? Is he here? And I'm like, no, bro. Do you think I need to? It's like bringing my third child to the game. And he starts laughing. And he's like, he's like, don't get so mad all the time, Sedan. I said, bro, I'm Latino. He goes, I know. That's why I'm saying that. Me too. Yeah. Like, calm down. We don't want your heart to jump out of your chest, Sedano. We need you around ah, here. Ah, come on. Come on. Listen. listen. It's like, you, 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 again, it's like the Bane quote. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Mm. All right. But if you, since you've never seen Batman, you still just don't get it. Can right. You I mean, when you Batman said the Bane quote, I was like, well, who, Bane, who's Bane? Bane who? Yeah. Yeah. The Bane quote. I mean, everybody who's anybody who's watched a movie, a Batman movie, knows what that is. Right. But those of us who like not the only person Batman in the world movies, that doesn't watch. Nah, nonsense. There's plenty yeah. of us. There are a bunch of non-Batmaners what? out there. No, I bet you there's not that many bat non that hasn't seen a single Batman movie? I've seen a couple of them. Which ones? You know the one with Batman? <laughs> you know? You know that one with the guy in the Batman suit? Yeah. Bruce Wayne? Yeah. That paramedic guy may need to come here one day just because I'm gonna be like, that's it, enough. Oh I, dude. I, you, you this know, is the big one, Elizabeth. I'm coming to join you, honey. We should have a paramedic in studio every day. When we're together. No, you know what we do need to do? Mm. I want to get the, um, you know, you, you said you'd do this. We'd get yeah. the, the lie detector guy. Okay. I'd love to do a lie detector thing. And, and I think Mason said he would, uh, or John wanted Mason to do it too. Okay. What are we, what are we Because you guys about are kind of the two with the most shenanigans. You know what I mean? You think we lie a lot? I just would call them shenanigans for now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because lying is intentional. You know, I'm trying to mislead you. 
yeah. backtracking or covering your trail or whatever, that that's like, you know, I'm just trying to clean things up here. I'm, I'm trying to put out a fire, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Laura agrees with you based on that sound effect. That's backtracking. That is backtracking, but you don't backtrack only because you do do that a lot, but you lie a lot and you then lie about lying, which just makes it worse. You know what, Laura? Yeah. That is a lie. Mm-hmm, sure it is. It is. All right. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. How's the traffic out there looking, by the way, since you got to mm. bail ASAP? Mm, I may have to bail after Big Deer No Deal because uh, airport traffic not looking so great at the moment. You got to well, bail ASAP, Rocky? Oh, geez. <laughs> Look at you. Now, you ASAP with a dollar sign, though. Yes, that's what I meant, of course, naturally. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, perhaps. Perhaps. I may leave you. I may have to leave you for the last segment because things are looking may look a little tight to get to the airport. Yes. Time's your flight. Uh, 8.25, I want to say. Let me double check. Now, you have clear. Does that mean Aria gets clear? Yes, because she's my yeah child will, yeah. will go with That's me. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's mm cool. -hmm. Love clear. Best invention ever. Daddy daughter trips the best. Yep, yep, yep. Well, luckily her uncle will also be there, so he can. Uh, you know, I mean, she would behave. She's like a very well behaved kid, but uh, in the booth, if I had to. But you know, be she can that way. She can have fun and cheer and all that stuff. Well, speaking of kids. This one is especially for you, Cappy. Did you know that children with overprotective parents tend to live shorter lives? Come on, a recent study the parents or the child? Has, oh, no, the children. Oh, wow. A, a recent study has discovered. The study revealed that those with overprotective fathers in particular and little autonomy during childhood had an increased risk of dying before the age of 80. Oy. However... Women who were cared, who were well cared for by their mothers during childhood saw the risk reduced by 14%. This may be linked to lower stress levels in their youth, which carried on through adulthood. So, for you guys, specifically you, Cappy, is this information a big deal or no deal? Um, I'm going to say no deal for me. Um, I think I've raised three very, very independent women. I don't feel like I was necessarily overbearing. Now, I know you guys think differently because I've got my kids on Life 360 and I know where they are and I track them at all times. It's not overbearing. It's overprotective. And I think that even you would agree that you're a bit overprotective, no? No, I don't think so. I feel like, um, like my daughter recently who goes to school up in Boise, she called me one night hysterical crying recently. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, Dad, I hurt my back. And I'm like, well, how'd that happen? And she said, well, I, I was at the gym and I, I hurt my back. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do, get on a plane and come up there and help you? I mean, you're a young woman. You, you go to the doctor. You, you have insurance. Go, go. And my other daughter, I remember when she got mugged at Tulane down in New Orleans. Yes. I didn't go running down there. Okay, but overprotective. I feel like the tracking app is a definition of overprotective. But, you know. I think that you underestimate how many parents have um, these kinds of apps on their children. Okay, so we'll agree to disagree. You do not believe that you are overprotective, and so this is obviously not a big deal to you then, correct? You got that right, sister. Okay. George, what about you? Um, I'd, I'd like to see more research, so I'm going to go no deal at the moment. Okay, fair enough. All right, guys, so Tiger Woods will return to competitive golf Ooh, at next I week's saw this. Genesis Invitational. Yes. Right here, Woods, Southern yep. California. Yeah. He announced today that he's returning to the event that he hosts, and it's run by his foundation. He made by the, the way, announcement. Go ahead. 
This was the event where the thing, the accident happened. Right. That oh, right. yeah. He almost lost right. his it life. Yep. You're right. It is. He, it happened not that far from where I live. Scary. Crazy. Yeah. Well, he's coming back. He tweeted about it today saying, quote, I'm ready to play an actual PGA Tour event next week. He has not played officially since he missed the cut at the British Open in July. Is this a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Big deal. Anytime he plays a big deal, because big deal for ratings, a big deal for casual golf fans uh, who will tune in like me. I will tune in because Tiger's playing. That's it. It's just that simple. The more more people will watch because he's there. Yep, I agree. I mean, it is a big deal, and it's not only a big deal for the fans, uh, but it's a huge deal for the organizers of the event because um, if you get Tiger Woods to come to your event, you promote it and you sell a lot more tickets. Now, I don't know if there's like a limit on ticket sales, you know, in the post-COVID world, but um, getting Tiger Woods to any PGA Tour event is a monster deal. Phenomenal. Can't wait. Monster deal. When is it? I mean, this is this weekend. You've got the Super next Bowl weekend. and you've got the Waste Management. Waste Phoenix. Management. Yeah. 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 And then so oh, the Genesis is next weekend? Yes. Yeah, well, the waste cool. management is like basically like uh, Happy Gilmore, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, a big it's a blast. Party. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah, know, yeah. It's, it, it is kind of weird. Like, I know people that are going this weekend on Sunday, and I'm like, wait, you're going to be going to the golf tournament on Sunday, not watching the Super Bowl? But I guess the yeah. Super Bowl is probably about three thirty kickoff, and Genesis should probably be over by four four thirty, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I um, I I don't. I won't. I mean, unless we go, unless I go to the Genesis on Thursday, um. Because I'm off Friday. You're off Friday, Cappy. You're off Friday and Monday next week. Yeah. You're, you're taking the holiday off, too. Yeah, I am. So, yeah. Yeah, I am. Well, you know, I don't usually take my birthday off, and I always ridicule people who take their birthdays off. Oh, you're it's, taking your birthday off. Yeah, the, your same, birthday? the same way I ridicule people who wear, like, jerseys to work. Um, <laughs> but my, my birthday is next Friday, and so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take uh, the Friday and the Monday off and go do something. Nice. What yeah. are you going to go do? I'm going to go chill the you-know-what out mm, Okay. for a couple days. Good for Good you, job, Cappy Cap. Yeah. I know. I think I need it. We're only like six weeks into the new year, and I already need it. Already? Yeah. Manda. It's been that sort of intense first part of the year, you know? It really has. Yeah. I feel you with that. I feel like it's been a rough couple, like a rough first month of the year. Anyway. Right, what's next, Lens? An Oklahoma couple was left with more questions than answers after they said that two coffees from Starbucks ended up costing them more than $4,000. <laughs> the Tulsa residents received a refund from Starbucks after a mysterious $4,444.44 tip no was way. added to their order in January, but only after initial round of checks bounced and the couple had to cancel a once-in-a-lifetime trip. So think about this. They order some cups of coffee at Starbucks in the drive-thru. They put zero on the tip line. And then they found out after the fact they were – somebody typed in a $4,444.44 tip, right? Mm. They asked for a refund, and so Starbucks sent them checks in the mail for a refund, mm -hmm. and then those checks bounced. No way. Yes. Wow. Yes. So kind of a big deal here. Wanted to ask you guys, have you ever been overcharged for, like, a tip at a restaurant? No, that's never happened, actually. I, I have not had that issue. Um but uh, that does sound wild. <laughs> oh, man. Whoever um, uh, whoever added the tip, they had a really good sense of humor. $4,444.44. That's funny. It wasn't funny to the couple. 
No, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. And then having to cancel your vacation for it. Oh, I would be so mad. But wait a second. Well, why did the Starbucks checks bounce thereafter? I wonder. Well, they they are they have yet to uh, determine what happened with that. They were just reporting this to like the local news station who wanted to follow up. Like, hey, whatever happened with that whole tip thing? And then they said, well, we got these checks. And then when the checks bounced, they called the news station back and said, can you believe this? These checks bounced. Wow. So here we are. That sucks. Yeah. I'll bet you this, though. Um, I'll bet you when it's all said and done, they get a lot more than $4,444.44. I think these people are looking at at least, at least $8,888.88. (laughs) Well, they should, right? Yeah, they definitely should. That's happened to me before, though. Where, like, you know, and being a server, like, people type stuff, like, mistype stuff all the time. Like, sometimes people put, you know, they think it's a five and it's an eight, whatever. But, like, I've had, like, tips added on to my bills, like, twice before. Oh, I've had that, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Where the the server's like, hey, I'm going to add to the tip. Yep. So, what did it go from? What was the tip? What did did they add to it? Lindsay, you can go first. Well, wait, but don't you write a total on the bottom? So, yes, but I started doing that after... Because sometimes I would just put the tip because, you know, sometimes you're tipsy or whatever when you're drinking. So yeah, I'm bad just, at math. You know what I mean? So, like, sometimes I would just put, like, $8, whatever, no total or whatever, right? And I've had places that will add, like, a two, a one or whatever. And then I'm like, damn, like, how much did I drink? And then I, cu- I you know, because I always keep my receipts. I'm that weird person, especially when I drink. And I'm like, oh, these mother bleepers actually added to the tip. And I've, I had one because it was a $60 tip. And I'm like, because I I um I left cash, so I didn't actually put a tip on the bill, and they added a sixty dollar tip. I was so mad, and it took me a while. They refunded me the money, but it took like four months. I was out of out of principle. I'm like, I actually tipped you nice in cash, and you have the nerve to give yourself a sixty dollar. Oh, but you know what I do when I tip in cash? You write. You know cash. what I write on the tip line? Cash. I write cash, and I put a line through it. Yeah, I learned my lesson, but it yeah. took yeah, a while. Yeah, I always do that. Yeah. You should write straight cash, homie. <laughs> <laughs> you're such an idiot. Why? Hey, but if, if Ocho Cinco was the guy you're waiting on, you'd probably get that $4,444 tip and be like, oh, nice. He really tipped me that much because that's what he does. Mm. That's true, but I'm not balling like that yet. Yeah, me neither. Not yet, but you're I getting yet. close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I like the way you say yet. Yeah, I yet. love that. I love, yeah, because I'm like, look, it's not right now, but it's going to happen. Right. At some time, I'm going to ball out like that. Mm-hmm. Baller. One Straight more cash, homie. That's all we've got for big deal or no deal. Really? All righty, then. I think my old uh, college teammate dated her for a while. Which was that? Curtis Martin. Remember him? Oh, Hall yeah. Running back? Yeah. Yeah. Love her. I think he went out with her for a while. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. She went to prom with Kobe. Yeah, she, she did, did go to prom with Kobe. Did yeah. she? And I hope I got that. Yeah. Maybe I have the wrong person. Maybe maybe it's not Brandy. I mean, that to, would be important to know. An important detail. Yeah. She, some Somebody named Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, she uh, went to Kobe's I'm looking prom? at Curtis Martin's dating history. Hold yeah. on. Is Brandy uh, in there? Relationships. Uh, How about relationships? Tony Braxton. Oh, That's Braxton. a lot different than Brandy. <laughs> wow, Cappy. You were way off. Wow. That was yeah. way off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Way a lot off. different. Tony Braxton, different. though, huh? That's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah that, uh, that is also, that is yes. impressive. Yes. But a lot different is what I would say. Yeah. Mm. Better yeah. or worse? Uh, more mature is what I would say. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Because I was just saying, Brandy was pretty young when Curtis Martin was playing, so there's that. Yeah, so I, I didn't I got know if the, if the timelines made sense, but yeah. Well, it provides a little chuckle. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tony Braxton, that's that's impressive. Yes, there's no question. Unbreak my heart. Yeah, I was gonna start singing that. <laughs> that was a mm-hmm. great video. That was like a very. It really was. Spin Has anybody? Wait a minute. That was like a, a woman anthem for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Has anybody here ever um, dated anybody famous? No. And nope. Laura, I'm going to say it the same way you would say it. Mm-hmm. I have not dated anybody famous <clears throat> yet. yet. Oh, okay. But at there some point... I dated you know, famous adjacent. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Who's famous adjacent? I'll tell you off, off mic. Okay, got it. Off the mic, bro. Jennifer Aniston. So nosy. Come on, girl. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, so you guys are going to go to Vegas... Lindsay's got a crazy number of prop bets and things like that to end the show. I got to run because traffic is getting bad. So, Cappy, enjoy Yamava. Have yourself some uh, pastrami burger. Yep. Some of the pizza with the pesto. Yep. Uh, the waffle fries. The waffle fry nachos are insane. The churro milkshake. See? All that stuff. And then I'm going to be running uh, home. Send- I'm actually going to run home that night. I'm going to eat everything, and then I'm going to run home. Yeah, not send, send my best and my love to everyone, including Robert uh, Woods. You guys have, yeah, Robert Woods too. Yeah, okay. I don't really know him, but send my love anyway. What an angel uh, of a guy! I'm sure. So have fun, Cappy. Behave. I'll okay? try. All right, and uh, you guys uh, have a great weekend. Bye, Linz and Laura too. All right, there he goes, George Sedano. Everybody, weekend. have fun. I mean, standing ovation on on the way out the door. Mike dropping out. Mamba out. That's right. All right, Lindsay, you got a bunch of uh, prop bets for us for the the Super Bowl on Sunday? Yeah, because I need to figure out which ones I'm going to bet on. Okay. Because I like to make these prop bets. And there's some, like, crazy long shots. We'll get to those. But, you know, everyone, like, they talk about, like, the Gatorade color and stuff. I guess they're not doing that anymore because that can be, you know, tainted or whatever. So, you know who's singing the national anthem, Cappy? Yeah, isn't that like, uh, is a country guy, Chris Stapleton? Is that his name? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, he's great. So one of the uh, prop bets is his primary color of hat during the national anthem. And the choices are black plus 300 or any other color is minus 500. And I think I'm going to go, I'm going to take the black on that. So when you were just talking about like the color of the Gatorade and how that could be like manipulated, so to speak. Yes. Can't Chris Stapleton also like. It can, but that one is more of like a. I feel like that's it's like a not a common thing, you know. Like every year, people get a bet on the Gatorade. Mm-hmm. How about I like mean, the the length of the national anthem? They they still have that one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. always on there. Okay, that one is. I mean, I can get to that one, but here these are some good ones. Okay, which beer? Which beer will be mentioned first in commercials? Uh, will there be a scoreigami, which is? A unique final score in NFL history. I didn't know what that was until today. Did you know I what that was? I didn't know what you just said. Something about origami? What? Yeah, scoreigami, which that? means a unique final score in NFL history. Like, this has never been, this final score has never happened before in NFL history. Okay. Um, of course, you've got the player to score first points in a game. Mm-hmm. Who would you go with on that? Um, I probably would go with Travis Kelsey. Yes, that's who I would pick. But actually, Harrison Butker and Jake Elliott. Oh, that's smart. Are the best the odds? Yeah, that's yes. smart. Travis Kelsey is plus seven hundred. He's next. Um, we've also got 
how many QR codes will be seen in commercials? Oh, that's a great question because let's just figure during the game, let's just say there are 100 commercials. Is that is that way that too many? That seems a little high. Is I, I would many? go with like 30. 30 commercials. That's it, huh? 30, 30 second commercials? Eh, maybe. Uh, I'm going to say there will be at least six QR codes. Okay, so the the over the over under is three and a half. Okay, I'm so you're going, going with over. the over, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, also, do you remember last year when one of the bets was how like how many over under how many dogs and cats will be seen in commercials? Mm-hmm. That's one that I would bet on. How many they got? Like the dogs is ten over under ten. I would take I take the uh, over on that. Yeah, uh, these commercial guys they they they're smart. You know they. They know people love their dogs. Makes it easy for them. What about primary color of Patrick Mahomes' headband? I would go with white. Yep, that's the that's the the best odds. Minus four hundred. Red is plus two hundred. Black is plus seven hundred. Now here are some like crazy long shot ones, right? Mm-hmm. So for Super Bowl MVP, if you want to put down, it's what ten bucks, and then you would win if it's plus thirty four hundred. That's the odds. Hey, Hassan Reddick, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, so Hassan Reddick is the um, Hassan. There you go. Yeah, he, he's the defensive end for the Eagles, and he's their leading sack guy. He had like sixteen sacks or so, and um, he's he's a long shot to win it. But it's happened. I mean, these these uh, the MVP of the game is like ninety five percent of the time. By the way, I just made up that stat, but it's probably pretty close. It's a quarterback. Von Miller won it though, didn't he? I think so in that Super Bowl against yeah against uh, Carolina. Yeah. Yep. So it is possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next long shot bet is points to be scored in first one minute of play. So that means if any points are going to be scored in the first minute, that's plus four thousand. Would you put any money on that? Um, I would just for the goof of it all, because you know you could have a kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, even though it's probably not likely because everybody kicks touchbacks. Um, or you could have one explosive play like in the very early stages of the game. N- not real likely, but that's why it's a long shot, right? Right. Um, I like to bet on these like crazy ones, so I'll probably put, I'll put like t- five, ten bucks on that. What about any non-quarterback to have one passing touchdown? That's uh, plus 2,000. Yeah, that. I mean, it could happen. Um you're not putting your money on that one? Well, I mean, just remember this, though. The last time the Eagles won the Super Bowl was the Philly special, right, where Nick Foles got the touchdown, but he didn't run it. He caught it. So I wonder if uh, Nick Sirianni has a little bit of uh, you know nostalgia in his game and says we have to have the Philly special in the playbook just in case we need it. All right, last long shot bet here is for the Philadelphia Eagles to rush for four or more touchdowns. That's plus 1100. Would you put your money on that one? No, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think the Eagles can do that. Okay. Well, what are you, are you like a betting guy? Do you, do you bet at all on the Super Bowl? I don't, um, which I know sounds kind of lame and boring. Yeah, it is. But these prop bets, they're fun to discuss, but they seem kind of like, I don't know, they're, they're so hard to figure out. Well, what about like regular bets? Are you betting on the game at all, or do you do squares or anything? No. You are no fun. 
I mean, I'm lame when it comes to betting football. I, I admit it. I'm like, I, I, I am. I, admit, I But I've told you this story, right? I was a freshman in college. I had these neighbors of mine in the dorms. They were from Philadelphia. And they were like, hey, you know, you should make a bet on this game tonight. I'm like, I don't know how to make a bet on a game. Like, oh, no, it's no problem. We just call our guy. I'm like, okay, so what's the deal? They're like, just put some money on the game tonight. It was a Monday night football game. Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals. Jim Kelly is a quarterback versus Boomer Esiason. It was an automatic home run that the Bills were going to win this game. And, of course, don't you know that the Bengals won the game? And then they told me that I had to pay the bookie. And I was like, oh, wait, you actually have to pay for that? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) And then I lost the bet, and I never really bet football again. How much was it? Like 50 bucks. But back then, I mean, I didn't have any money. Well, don't you know what they say, Cappy? Don't bet money that you can't afford to lose. That goes for everybody. I suck at that. I mean, Laura, are you going to bet on anything? I Okay, so I used to do the squares when I used to work at this office, and I was looking for somebody, and Carlo, I found out Carlo, our social media guy, so I bought a square, and it was the last square, so I don't even know like how that is all going to work out. That's the only betting I do, because mm-hmm. I suck at everything else. Yeah. I'm looking uh, for a squares board, so if anyone has one, hit me up on Twitter. Well, like, where are you guys watching the game on Sunday? My uh-huh. apartment. I'm hosting a little small thing, just for like, you know, six people or whatever. Okay, and and so you're home, Lindsay. You said what? I'm either going to be at home. Maybe I might. I might be able to be convinced to stop by Yamava. Well, you don't just stop by. You 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 come out. Yeah, right. that's, it's I'm an, I know. Oh, I know. I went there last though. time. It was. It's you know. It's a good hour and a half for me. But I mean, it is the most convenient location for any casino from L.A. So, gosh, we'd love to have you. And listen, let me let me finish up this week by saying this Sunday. This uh, this upcoming Sunday, Yamava, me, Robert Woods, and we're giving away $1,000 after every touchdown. We'll see everybody out there. Thanks to Sedano. Thanks to Laura. Thanks to Lindsay. Thanks to the Circle of Trust. We will see you guys on Sunday, and we're back on the air Monday. Peace out, everybody.